know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. to have personal responsibility, political accountability, and corporate culpability. We must eliminate poverty. I don't care what color the person a child. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Four zero four seven. Why does a pessimist see a glass half empty, but an optimist see a glass half full? Are we locked into regressive mentality by change unseen? If you try to fail and then succeed, what have you done? Do you ask enough questions or do you settle for what you know? The only questions that really matter are the ones you ask yourself. Welcome to Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. think. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black, Black Soccer Team, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Okay. How may I help you? Um, yes, Queen, this is uh, Montoya from the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I was looking for the call yes. in from... it is time to Ma- call in, right? He's calling in now. Yes, yes, we're actually past the time. Yeah, we're actually live on the air right I'm now. I'm so sorry. Trying to make this happen. We're doing it right no now. No problem. We're good. We're going to make right it work. We're going to make it work. We, I know y'all getting ready. We know we're getting y'all getting ready. Uh, Mr. Wright, you want to have an interview. And the guy said you want a five-minute slate. Hello? Yes, how you doing, Mason? How you doing, Young King? Mason? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, Mason, yes. can you hear me? Yes. Hey, how you doing, young brother? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, I know you're getting ready for your opening today, so we're gonna make this thing work. Um, I don't know if your uh, father's around, but I want him to get a, give a, give us a call as well. If you could, uh, if he's near you, ask he him is, to go ahead he's and right call here. the number I sent. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you will, just have him call in from his phone number, if you will. We're gonna make this. We're gonna get this thing right this morning. All right. Yeah. If you could tell him to call in to call the number I sent him. Everybody out okay. there, bad with us. Got a young brother getting his, his grand opening today, so we're going to make this thing happen. Let everybody know about this young brother, Mason Wright. Glad to have you on the show this morning. All righty. Yeah, is your, your father calling in, Mason? Uh, Everybody bear with me. We're going to make this morning show work. I'm very excited to have on 
a young Mason Wright for this morning's conversation with smart people. For anybody that's been just tuning in for the first time again, my name's Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, and we're just trying to get the kinks worked out to get this show started and highlight this young entrepreneur. Mason, well, did your father say he was going to be able to call in? Yeah, I'm trying to dial in. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. No problem. All yeah, we definitely want to have you on separate line so we can make this work. The other line is not connecting. It's disconnected. Oh, um, the num- the number I gave you is you said disconnected. Three four seven four nine eight zero 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 five. No, I think it should be six four six seven eight seven. So let me give you the number again. I the one I sent you in the. I, that's how, the one I sent you in the text was six four six mm-hmm. right, everybody out there, like I say, just work. What is we gonna make this make this work this morning, y'all? They're getting ready for a grand opening, so it makes sense. All right, there you go. We got it. All right, let's make this work. Oh, just dropped. <laughs> All right, let's see here. All right, Mr. Wright, got you live? Yes, sir, I'm here. Mr. Okay, sounds good. And, again, for everybody out there listening, we're just trying to work through uh, getting our guest on for this morning's show. For whatever reason, Mason's call just dropped. So, like I said, the goal is to talk to both of y'all this morning. I uh, wanted to hope that's, that works out, if you're good with that, Mr. Wright. Yes, sir. I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's called, you know, again, this phone call, they may just drop. But I was um, if that's good, I want. And if we, if we want, if he's busy, I can, I can just kind of make this thing work with you, if you will, Mr. Wright. He's he, he redialing now. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, for yeah, for whatever reason, his phone dropped right when I got you on. Okay, all right, here we go, y'all. For everybody, work. We about to make this thing work. Work. Started this morning. Conversation with smart people featuring Mason Wright. Uh, so glad to have you on, young brother. Uh, I know you're getting ready for your grand open. From what I understand, you are about to become the youngest restaurant owner in Georgia. So is that correct, Mason? And if that's so, uh, just say hello to the people out there listening. And, again, we're glad to have you on. Thank you so much. Uh, absolutely. And Mr. Wright, if you will, sir, uh, thank you for accompanying Mason. I'm pretty sure y'all are helping him get ready for this grand opening uh, that y'all are set to have. And, again, I'm excited to have such a young man come on our show. Uh, we call today's show the Conversation with Smart People series, and I figure a 14-year-old restaurant owner is definitely a smart person, although this is my first time being able to speak with someone this young on the show, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's not the typical 14-year-old, but, you know, we, uh, we're here to support him, be here for him, and all his endeavors. Uh, Mason is uh, a different kid. You know, we we found that out very early in age, and we're here to support him, make sure everything is everything. Nah, that makes sense, and that's exactly why I wanted to, in a sense, if you will, have the opportunity to speak to both of you because, uh, you know, ultimately I figured that's something that y'all obviously was able to see in him early and just wonder what it was like to even cater a, a young man like Mason and push him in this direction again, almost groundbreaking, opening up a restaurant at, at that age. 
And for any other parents out there that may be listening to this show, I wanted to, in a sense, get some insight on what that looked like and how you, in a sense, were able to push him forward to, to pursue, I'm assuming, you know, this dream, if you will. So, so you know, if I can remember, I think I'll start with you, Mason. How, you've had this business, from what I understand, uh, obviously opening up a restaurant today, but you've had Mason Superdog for about three years now. Is that correct, Mason? Yes. Okay, so with, you know, however many years ago, when did you know that you wanted to go this far and be a, a owner of a business? Like, how did this even start out for you, young brother? It started when I was asking around for jobs, and everybody kept telling me no. And then I could, I knew I could be my own boss, so I started working dogs, washing cars, doing business in my neighborhood. And then I oh, man. In, and then I went to New York City. Then I saw the hot dog carts and I realized that hot dogs are very versatile foods and everybody wants them. So that that's where it really started from. Oh uh, no, that's a beautiful story. That's a beautiful story. So uh just so y'all know we do have um breaks on our show, so we're gonna go to just a quick commercial and uh when we come back from the commercial we'll get uh, a little more in depth in this young brother's uh, entrepreneurial story as you it started out like the typical kid, you know, realizing, hey, I need to make my own money doing things. I remember as a country boy, I used to run around cutting yards, but I never advanced it as far as, you know, starting my own business at such a young age. I'm, I'm, I'm in the entrepreneur game now, um, but I'm definitely interested in, you know, you starting out so early with this, uh, with this um, spirit, if you will. So, if you will, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. When we come back, we'll come back with Mason Wright and his father, Mr. Wright, as we explore the youngest restaurant owner in all of Georgia, Mason Wright, when we come right back. All right. Uh, if y'all will bear with me again, we're getting worked out this morning on Getting the show started. Got them on. I'm getting bored back right, so y'all bear with me. All right, we'll be right back. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Big Tits Media Group is a full-service design agency with tools available to help clients communicate with audiences through visual and digital media. So what exactly does that mean? You need graphic design? Call Big Tits Media. You need web design? Call Big Tits Media. You need audio or video production? Call Big Tits Media. You need a branded strategy for your business? Call Big Tits Media. Damn, they do everything, don't they? Nope, even better. They're professionals. Whatever service you need, they do a consultation, send over a contract with a deadline, and meet that deadline. A true one-stop shop for all your digital and media needs, all at an affordable price. What's their website and phone number? BigSysMediaGroup.com 404 404- 
404-465-4348. Again, that's BigSisMediaGroup.com. Call them at 404-465-4348. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. For all of your digital needs, make sure you contact Big Sis Media at Big Sis Media Group Com. This morning's conversation with smart people features Mason Wright, 14-year-old restaurant CEO, along with his father, Jerome Wright. Again, thank you both for being on this morning's discussion, this morning's conversation with smart people. Uh, Mr. Wright, if you will, Jerome, if you will, King, Literally, um, as I hear young Mason say, hey, I, I was looking for jobs, asking for jobs, and obviously he would have been 10 or 11 at that time looking for jobs, and he says, hey, everybody tells him no, so he kind of gets jumps out on his own. Uh, but he says he goes to New York, sees the New York, the, the hot dog stands. So what did that conversation look like, if you will? He sees the stands and says, hey, I want one of those. What did that, what did that conversation go like from what you re- can recall, as again, as, as Mason's uh, father? That was a conversation that I had to hear for about three weeks straight every night. I, I want a hot dog cart. I want a hot dog cart. You know, so I'm, I always try to explain to him, you don't want to put the horse in front of the carriage. So you want to start small, work your way up to it. So he started out with a little electrical hot dog cart where you got to plug it in the wall and it's only cook about four or five hot dogs at a time. And... After about a year and a half, he was starting to get a, a clientele, and we noticed that a lot of people were uh, repeat customers. So there was a, a hot dog cart, the ones with the wheels that you got to get a tag for, and it just when he saw that one, it was over. Like we got to have that one. So now he parked his hot dog cart in the garage, and I parked my car in the driveway. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious. Let me ask you a little bit more, and I want to go back to Mason real quick. So, like I say, eventually, you're like, okay, he ain't going to let this go. Like you said, he kept saying 13 for like three weeks. You're like, okay, but my yeah. son ain't going to let this go. So, so in the decision, you say, all right, let me support this. Now, let me ask you this. Matter of fact, let me ask you this real quick. Do you or or his mother, do y'all have or anybody in the family? Is anybody else an entrepreneur? Just checking, just to kind of ask that question, or or is this kind of just something he just kind of keep that? You feel like Mason got on his own, if you will. I don't know if you know what's the background there. If you don't mind me asking. Well, he, he's coming from a long line of of young men that that are business owners. You know, there's okay. a, uh, the McBride family and the McBride hair products. Those are the in-laws. And then you got Mr. Leonard Wright, who's the CEO and owner of Impact Shipping Solutions here in Atlanta. So, And he's like a, a brother to me. So uh, he's come from a, a, a small portion of Atlanta who's who. Now, I'm not surprised by that. I will tell you, you know, in my own assumptions, again, this is my first time speaking with you, and I, and I like to do that. I don't do a lot of preparation with my guests my guests that come on this because I want to just be a random conversation. But I thought of myself, I said, for I said for that young brother to get the, you know, that insight and want to go this hard at that age, he must have seen, you know, some example. So so that's cool. You know, that's definitely, uh, in a sense, cool to hear. Uh, but like I said, after three weeks of him saying, all right, my son's not going to let this go, 
Uh, basically, where did you start? So you finally get your first car. If you can, if you can recall back, I know that may seem like so long ago for you, uh, but uh-huh. when you first had the one, before you got the one with the tag, you, and your dad gets you the, the the first one that cooks about, like you say, four or five hot dogs. Where did you first set up at, if if you will? Do you recall where you were setting up before you, to even get this these regular clientele that your father spoke about, Mason? Yes, the first place I ever set up was Zoom's car wash. That was the first Flat place. Flat Road. So that's Flat so Charles. smart. So nah, that's so smart. Let me, say, well, let me go with customers uh, on a regular basis that you set up at a at a car wash spot and got a regular clientele and y'all was like, you know what? We need to advance this thing. And then you took over the garage. Yeah, I, I think your daddy still ain't too happy about it, but he, he used to it by now. <laughs> Dave, uh, I, I I can't get in the garage for the hot dog carts and all the supplies. <laughs> oh man, that is awesome! Now here's another question I had again, just thinking about this young. So he was what, maybe eleven at the time that this was going on? Is that fair? So based on what I, you know, just a little bit I saw about Mason on the yeah. site. So what was he what about? Was that about eleven years old that you at this point? Yeah, he started about. I think he was actually nine when he actually got his first car, the electrical car. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Once he once he saw them some guys in the, in New York, he really loved superheroes. A lot of the guys in New York was superheroes selling hot dogs with these uh, different hot dog carts, and that he was turned out when he first seen them. Man, that's amazing. So here's here's a here's a question. Uh, just even in getting set up and making money, I've I, I accounted from time to time that's been on my show, uh, Justin Hempstead, and he talked about he started out as an early entrepreneur, him and his brother, similar to what Mason was talking about, going around, cutting yards and things of that nature. But they kind of, in a sense, turned it into a business at an early age. Again, I cut yards as a young child as well, but I didn't turn it into a business. But I remember him talking about, when he when he first made a significant amount cutting grass, you know, him and his brother, in a sense, took the money and just kind of spent it all because at that time, they, you know, getting started out, they didn't understand the concept of, of making a profit. And so I, that, because I thought of that story, I wanted to ask, you know, Mason or, you know, your father, whoever wants to speak to it, but Mason, do you recall getting an understanding of I'm turning this into a business and I can't, in a sense, spend all the money I just made, uh, in a sense, selling hot dogs. Because I could imagine if you set up at a, at a, uh, which was smart, set up at a car wash, you probably did pretty good that first time. Is that fair, Mason? Yeah, I'm going I'm to interject first. Uh, when he first got the big car, the one that runs our propane, and it, mm-hmm. I think it's the first day, he might have did about $300 straight to the mall. Okay. I'm like, no, wow. sir, no, sir, exactly. no, sir, no, sir. <laughs> no, we got to reel this in right now. Huh? So you know, I, I sat him down one night and I explained to him, when you go into your business and you start a business, you want to make three times what you spend. So if you spend $300, you got to stay out there until you make nine. That's the only way you're going to succeed because you got to pay people and you got to re-up. Daddy's not gonna re up for you all the time, so you gotta make three mm-hmm. times what you what you put out. That way, you don't have to worry about what's gonna happen on your next venture. 
Wow. Go ahead, man. So, Mason, you took to that? You took to that? Because that's that's, that sounds like amazing advice. And obviously, you're about to open up a restaurant today. For everybody out there listening, just have to work through the uh, uh, the background noises. Again, they're getting prepared for a grand opening today. So, just everybody, you know, bear with us today. But this is worth the conversation. But, uh, Mason, if you will, it sounds like you took that lesson from your father. But I'm not surprised that first 300 you wanted to go spend it. Because at that age, although you know you wanted to be in business, you know, you made all that money. You wanted to spend it too, and I get it. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, how 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 has that part been for you? Obviously, you're opening up a restaurant, so you understand it very well. But can you talk to me about that transition and how you, from your perspective, how do you understand the idea of making a profit? Let me. I want to hear it from your perspective, if you don't mind, Mason. My perspective on making a profit. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I like let me, let me make it, profit. Yeah, I'm sorry, I can make it I, I can make it a little simpler what? for you, brother, if you don't mind. Because uh, I heard you I heard you your father mention the idea of paying people. So are we at the stage where we actually have employees? If I can ask either one of you to kind of, you know, touch on that, because I can imagine open up a restaurant. He's not he's not a solo job, I would assume, but y'all can, you know, clarify that for me. Yeah, yes, I do have employees. I have one cousin and a few friends. Oh man, that is awesome. That is awesome. And so um that 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 making three times what you spend, um how how has that helped you over the years because like I said, it sounds like your father got you straight on not going out to spend all your money pretty early in your entrepreneurial career. So so how has that helped you along the way? If you, if you maybe speak to it that in that manner. It helped me a lot. I didn't spend all my money in one place. And I (laughs) saved it up uh, a bunch of times. Nah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, uh, matter of fact, so again, the day is the grand opening, if you will. And so along the way, as you was having success with your hot dog cart, if you will, uh, when did it's the thought enter your mind to say, you know what, I want to get a permanent um, location because clearly you've had much success with Mason's super hot dogs along the way. So, you know, when did the idea of saying, you know what, I want a, a permanent location, when did that cross your mind, Mason? I wanted a permanent location because I couldn't sell a Mars campus anymore. And I wanted a permanent mm. location because of COVID-19. I couldn't really social distance and be on a cart, so I got my restaurant, and I can social distance through the window. Mm, okay. So, so yeah, you've made a change like a lot of rest, like a lot of owners have had to make, a lot of entrepreneurs during this COVID. So some of it was driven by the pandemic, is, is uh, for what I'm, for what I'm, from what I'm understanding. So if I could, uh, Mr. Wright, for you, once you realize, hey, I want to keep this going and this is the best way to do it, what what was that conversation like? Because that's a huge, I would think that's a huge change going from a cart to a permanent location. Uh, prior to pandemics, a lot, I've seen restaurants close and a sense start a a truck, if you will. You see a lot of, you know, a lot of restaurants, and they found more profit in that. So what was that conversation like? It was like, well, all right, we'll make that happen too. And clearly you were making enough profit to consider getting a, permanent location, but if you know, just kind of even detail 
that out, that's interesting to me. Yeah, uh, once this uh, COVID-19, it, it really hit hard in about, I think it was around March, February, March, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mom yep, that's right. and Mason, they came to me with the idea of getting a stationary uh, a building. And I'm like, well, you don't want to get a big building for just hot dogs. So they start to look for these little container uh, wing shop type uh, corporation, not corporation, but uh, establishments. You know, like the little mm-hmm. wing stations you see in the different mm-hmm. uh, parking lots in, around the city. So they found a, ca- a, a container over in our neighborhood, in our community, and it was vacant. And so they put uh, about six, seven months worth of elbow grease and a little paint here and a little paint there. And I'm like, okay, being with the pandemic, can't be uh, around a whole lot of people. Nobody's going to go to a hot dog cart during a pandemic. So uh, the pandemic really is uh, the, the thing that drove them towards the the, uh, the restaurant itself. Wow. Wow. That is, yeah, I, yeah. I would have never thought that. You know I, what I, I mean? I, like, you know, go, go ahead. Go, please go ahead. Mr. Yeah, I talked to Mason a lot about adjustments and, you know, being able to think on the on the run, you know, if you like I was I was telling you, you got a hot dog cart, being that you can't, you know, get out and do what you normally do with your cart. So now that you found this building, you got to really be on your grind now because now you got bills. I mean, being that you got bills, you got to be accountable, and that's your name on it. So you stand, you got to stand in the front and make things happen and. You'll watch it. I I love this. I love this because I'm gonna tell you what's crossing my mind. Um, I've I've done a couple of shows not too long after the pandemic hit hard with some black business owners talking about what it was like in a sense to survive the pandemic or go through it. And at the time we were doing this show, you know, we didn't know how the black businesses were gonna do, and unfortunately. The numbers have shown 40% of African-American businesses have went under during the pandemic. Uh, but that's exactly yes. what the business owners I talked about that, that came on the show talked about was they were talking about all of the pivots they were having to make to, in a sense, mm-hmm. not only survive, but one of them was even talking about how they were thriving because because of the different requirements, it made them think of other things they needed to do or something they had been wanting to do but were forced to do because the pandemic forced it out of them. And right. their pivots, they, they wanted to come out of the pandemic even stronger. And so, that, that's I, like, again, I'm surprised to hear the transition, in a sense, from the stand to the restaurant when over the years I've watched restaurants go under but stay alive with a food truck. So very unique right. to hear this story, and that advice clearly is why, there's an opening today that we, I don't know if um, you know, your wife told you, but we plan to come out as a community club. Those are our listeners we're going to definitely highlight and come out and support y'all today. And, um, and from what I understand, I've uh, heard, seen, or known that I think Mason's made some visits to some of my other people in media, and I know they're coming out to support. So I'm very happy yeah. about an opportunity. We call it cash mobbing, if you will, cash mobbing, you know, a black-owned business. And it's been so long right. since we've been able to do one because of the pandemic. So this is actually exciting for me. So, Mason, I don't know if your mother told you, but we're coming out to support you this afternoon 
uh, as well. So I, I, so I know, I hope you, I'm pretty sure you're excited about that. Uh, I've been promoting on social media. Let's, let's, let's help this young brother sell out. So I hope you're prepared to sell a lot of hot dogs today, Mason. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's break, let's break a record today. You know, like, you, like your father said, you got bills to pay now. You got a location, I guess, that you got to, got to take, <laughs> take care of. So if we help you sell yeah, out right. today, would that be a good thing, Mason? That's a question. Hey, Mason, did you hear me? I said, if we help you sell out, would that be a good thing today? Yes. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. How, and you say you got a, a cousin and a few friends. So, so I mean, you know, because here's another thing about, let's just keep it up. And you probably know this as well, Mr. Wright, but the reality is even for, um, and like I said, unfortunately, a lot of black businesses went under, you know, went under during the pandemic. But prior to the pandemic, I think we had about 1.2 million black-owned business owners in the country. I think it may, I think I got the numbers right. But, 80% pay plus percent are one-man shops. Um, even my entrepreneurship uh-huh. um, venture is just me, if you will. I'm wearing too many hats, like a lot of black-owned businesses. We talk about that yeah. all the time when we talk about businesses trying to scale up. So I'm actually interested in how many employees does Mason have with, with, with Mason Super Hot Dogs? Yeah, I'm just, it's only three employees right now. So so he so at fourteen he not only has a restaurant but he's far ahead of the game, you know what I mean in reference to, uh, you know what I mean as being on the and scaling a business going from like you said a little stand that can only do four or five hot dogs to the day, uh, doing a grand opening here in Georgia and are we correct when we say he's the youngest restaurant owner in the state? Again, I saw that promoted, so I want to make sure I'm saying that fairly as well. Youngest one in the state of Georgia. So that's a, that's a true statement. Super cool. We actually up against yes, another quick break. Yep. So if you will, we'll be right back for everybody out there listening. We'll open up the phone call. Um, if anybody wants to get in on this morning's discussion, obviously for conversation with smart people, we like to dig into um, our guest story. And I'm glad to have on again Mason Wright, his father Jerome Wright, that they are opening up grand opening for Mason's Super Hot Dogs today. Again, we look forward to anybody in Atlanta that may be listening. Want to give we'll give out the info for how you to, you can come out and support this young brother later today. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at MoneyMotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes. And I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit. And what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still go with me. Because I 
Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's conversation with smart people, Mason Wright, 14-year-old restaurant owner, grand opening today for Mason's Super Hot Dog, along with his father, Jerome Wright. Thank both of you for being on with us this morning. I know you got to get to a grand opening, but, you know, in getting set up and thinking about, again, getting a permanent location in a sense, uh, you know, for the first time. If you will, and I'll start with you again, Mr. Wright. So we've talked about him, you know, making that pivot, uh, but I know he's been highlighted. Or Mason, you can even speak to this if you will. You've been highlighted for having one of the top vegan dogs in the entire country, and that is an entire keek that we know is a, a, a nice crave around the country, but specifically, specifically in Atlanta or uh, within our community, you run into a, people, a lot of people looking for those vegan options. So is that something that came out, came out? came along the way and, and 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 obviously I think I think I saw ranking number five in the entire nation. I don't know which uh you know which restaurant, you know, organization ranked you or whatever, but that's super impressive, not only in having a restaurant, but you are basically been awarded and renowned for your hot dogs. So if we could even speak to getting into the different style of hot dogs and specifically those vegan ones, because I know that'll be a popular probably I'm guessing is a popular option, but either one of you can speak to that. Yes, um, I got that award from PETA. Okay. And contacted me and told me that I was in a competition. And then they later announced that I was number five in the nation. And then they sent me my plaque, and it was really, it was really cool. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So tell me, Mason, like, because I, I, I look at your uh, on your website, and, and if you, and if I call and get your message, it's the home of the pizza dog as well. So talk to me about the variations that you're coming up with these amazing hot dogs. Clearly, uh, which you have this type of success. Like, talk to me about where you know where did the mindset come to to, to do all these things. Uh, with hot dogs. Myself, I usually keep it pretty simple, but looking on your website, I'm interested in trying some of these different um, options that you make available. Where, you know, where did you get the idea to be so fancy with the hot dogs, if you will? Because I didn't want my business to be just a regular ketchup and mustard business. I wanted my business to be different from everybody else's. And the pizza dog was the very first different style of topping that we made and started selling. Oh, that is awesome. Now, talk to me real quick about uh, do you just test with your family and friends before you, in a sense, introduce a, a new style of hot dog? And, and, and like, talk, talk to me about your testing process because that sounds awesome. You absolutely did with what most entrepreneurs need to do. How do I stand out and look different in the market? And you clearly came with that in mind, but yeah, who's who? Who's test out any of your new style of hot dogs or even your your vegan hot dogs? Who were your first test test taste uh, taste taste makers, if you will? My dad, my grandfather, and my sister. Oh, that is oh, absolutely awesome! Hey, so, the, if, if you will, Mister Wright, like when he said, "I want to do these different hot dogs," like. Again, I'm a, I've been a simple guy. I never thought of doing a lot with hot dogs, and like I say I'm, I'm amazed and interested in taste, you know, taking a taste, checking out some of these different hot style hot dog styles. 
Uh, but in him doing that, uh, you know, I mean, is, is he just that creative to the, cause I mean, like I, said, I love what I see on the website. He's just very creative with what he wants to do with these hot dogs. Uh, like how, how does that look from your perspective, if you will? Uh, in the beginning, he was uh, coming up with different crazy ideas and putting different toppings on hot dogs. And I'm like, man, nobody's going to eat that. You know, you got to, <laughs> I, I want you to reach, <laughs> find something that you have in terms that you have something in common with. You know, he's in the superheroes cartoons. And so, you know, we, we both like the Ninja Turtles. So the pizza dog come from the Ninja Turtles. And one of the turtles loves pizza. So I'm like, you know, just implement your personality into what your work, roll the dice and see what happens. Oh, man, that's one of my favorite cartoons of all times, too. So yeah. <laughs> that is awesome that that was the inspiration. And I, and once that worked, it was a no-brainer from there. He's been kind of probably is experimenting the whole way along the way. To, to the idea yeah. of, again, getting a vegan dog that's been recognized as number the fifth best vegan hot dog in the entire nation. Uh, yeah, like yeah. that's just mind-blowing, you know, to me. And it's a smart pivot based on where people are now because a lot of people are getting away from, you know, eating a lot of meat. Uh, you know, just you know, yeah, for their health right. and stuff. So I must, uh, yeah. Is that is that, is that you know that you know, obviously being ranked that high? I'm assuming that's one of the best sellers. Is that a fair question to to you guys? Yeah. In the, uh, uh, last year when we were at Juneteenth in uh, Mosley Park, uh, mm-hmm. the vegan dog was one of the top sellers he had that whole weekend. And I'm like, I don't like them, but you know, this doesn't. I'm not buying them. <laughs> <laughs> everybody walked up to that car and wanted to know we did that he have vegan dog, vegan dog. So him and his mom did some research on it and they took off with it and that's one of his best sellers, the vegan dog and that pizza dog. Hey, so for anybody out there listening, I hope y'all are looking to join us. We're gonna give out the location here in this next segment and let Mason get to his grand opening, if you will. But I'm enjoying again this conversation with this brilliant young man. Uh, but for anybody out there listening, no, it's, yeah, I put it out a little bit on the promotions, but for anybody out there listening, please know we do have the vegan option because I definitely have a, a community club members um, that, that are actually members of the Mental Dialogue Community Club, and a lot of them are vegan. So that will be news t- to their ear uh, in going out to su- uh, support Mason uh, in this manner. So, again, my goal is to help you sell out, Mason. So, um, lo- you know, loving this conversation, but if you will um, – Mr. Wright, I want to dig in for anybody out there that may have a young entrepreneur, budding entrepreneur in their family, possibly might, might not really understand how to support that, if you will. Maybe they don't come from, in a sense, as you say, he comes from a line of other entrepreneurs having maybe people to lean on. But for parents that have a possibly future entrepreneur, uh, what recommendations do you have, obviously, with your son having this much success, any recommendations for how a parent might cultivate that or, or, or in addition to the advice that you may give, and I don't know what other uh, things that he's learned or what, I don't know if it's all on the job type situation, but either way, um, what, what advice do you, would you give the parents that are hoping to or want to support their child in their entrepreneur endeavors? But the first thing I would tell them is to just listen to the idea that the kids might have. Listen to the idea, uh, whatever support that you can give, but, 
actually let them do it. Uh, that's that's the way I approached it. You know, I talk, and Mason knows that I work long hours, and I'm, I'm not here all the time. But uh, I'm, if you put this idea on black and white, put it on paper, I'll read it. I'll look at it. We can discuss it. And if it's in the budget, we can move forward with it. No, nah, that's 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 beautiful. That's beautiful. I mean, you know, we you know we're definitely in the era. Of, you know, if you're speaking about specifically, you know, the African American community, if you will, you know, the concept of being, you know, in a sense, becoming owners and things of that nature. And he's clearly far ahead of the game to be opening up a you know a permanent restaurant, if you will. Uh, just mm-hmm. uh, Mason, if I could ask you again, obviously you're doing very well. Just wondering. In the future, where do you see Mason's super hot dog or maybe other things that you might want to pursue? Because, again, just want to kind of jump into your mind because, as, as your father said, you're clearly not the average 14-year-old, if you will. But, yeah, what do you see Mason's super hot dogs? And, or do you have other entrepreneur aspirations when you get older as well, possibly? Yes. I see Mason's super dogs in the future doing different types of things, like... Owning a bookstore, or nice, or doing a or, or or doing a fruit stand. Okay, so you're gonna expand to some different items. Uh, let me just throw this out there. I don't know if you've thought about it, but um, obviously, what you have an employee, so you understand the concept as we call it in business. You're scaling your business. You went from the, you know, the four hot dog stand to the, you know, the one that takes over the the garage to now a permanent location, uh, is there a possibility, you know, just like we see a McDonald's on every corner, is there a possibility we'll see a Mason super hot dog in every state or if you will, is that even something that that's on the horizon possibly uh, for yourself or have you even thought about that? But I'm just throwing it out there because, hey, you, you're already ahead of the game, so that might be something that you may, maybe haven't thought about. But, well, you know, what are your thoughts about seeing – Make some super dolls expand Georgia and other states. My thought process was having a Mesa super dogs on every corner. <laughs> oh, you want to be like McDonald's for real? So you was <laughs> so I just use that example. You literally want to be like McDonald's for real because we see McDonald's on every corner. So man, that that is absolutely uh, a beautiful dream, and you definitely seem like what to make it happen. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to our last break, make this last little segment quick so y'all can get back to your grand opening because I hope I'm not holding you up, but I thank you so much for agreeing. Obviously, you're clearly dedicated to uh, your business and wanting to promote it, so I appreciate you for letting me sneak in this time as you are preparing for your grand opening. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Well, all I ask is that you think. This is a cut from Taylor Pace, Rough Pat Square Business Entertainment, one of our longtime sponsors, and we always like to share new music from their record label. Taylor Pace, Rough Patch. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Coma, but I don't want it to die. 
one mistake in my past. You gotta let me live that down. There's no trust. Eagles won't discuss why we're not talking right now. Problems will always arise. But we don't have to act like this. This storm too shall pass. A good time is what I miss. Can we cut each other some slack? We got an inch that's tough to scratch. Promise we'll get on track. We just going through a little rough patch. Funny when I think about time. Again, find Taylor Pace's Rough Patch on all streaming music platforms, Square Business Entertainment. Thank you for the long-time sponsorship. This morning's conversation with smart people featuring Mason Wright, 14-year-old restaurant owner here in Georgia, along with his father, Jerome Wright. Thank you both. We will definitely keep this segment short because I know we got to get to a grand opening uh, and definitely want to let people know how they can come out and support this grand open. So we'll actually start there. So where is your lo- your permanent, in a sense, location at, if you will, Mason? Let people know that info uh, for those that uh, plan to go out and support. Tell them how long you're open today. Um, I've asked our community club to come come out, um, if you will, between. Hold on one second. We got a lot of feedback. Got a lot of feedback. Hold on. All right, good. So, I've asked our community to kind of come out and try to support between one and three, so look for me at that time, but I know y'all are opening all day. day. So if you will, Mason, where's your address? What's your hours uh, today, and what do you pl- and what do you plan to open up even in the future, if you will? We can go ahead and get that information out as well. Go ahead, Mason. Okay. Um, the address is 3275 Mount Finger Road, Stonecrest, Georgia. And we're open from 11 to 7 o'clock. And in the future, I haven't decided yet. Okay. Okay. So is it, I know with a stand, you can kind of pop up. And, you know, again, you, again, the day is the grand opening. So is it a situation where you may just kind of pop up and pop open or you just hadn't really just kind of nail down what your full hours plan to be? And either one of y'all can kind of answer that question, if you will. Mr. Wright, if you want to kind of jump in on that. Uh, but, yeah, go ahead. Tuesdays through Saturdays. Okay. And I plan to open. From 11 to 6.30. Sounds good. Sounds good, and, and 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 I'm just throwing it out there just in case somebody well you know click can't make it out today. Uh, you wanted to you know let them know again this is a permanent location. You will be there, and so I wanted to at least give them an idea when they might come out of support if they can't make it out uh, today. But I definitely look forward to actually you know in a sense meeting you in person, um, Mr. Wright, if you will. Thank you so much for you know supporting your son on this morning's uh, discussion because I know again y'all have work to do, and I don't want to hold y'all up. But I definitely wanted to kind of dig in and get an understanding of, you know, a young man is, again, a, a very advanced and jumping into what, you know, I consider uh, as much as people push for our community to go, to go in business, if you will, 
Um, it's not easy waters to tread the entrepreneur path. And, you know, and I like, you know, I'll make it even clear to people, only about 11% of Americans are entrepreneurs across the country. A lot of people don't realize that, uh, but, you know, but it's not an easy road to tread. And this young man has been pulling it off. Uh, now you tell me since he was nine years old, he's 14 now and opening up today. So just major, major props to Mason himself and y'all as his parents for supporting that young man's dream. And, and I definitely would love to see Mason's super hot dogs on every corner, just as the young man said. So, again, just appreciate y'all, you know, your, you for coming on and supporting him and helping us dig into this young man's story. Uh, but anything that you want to share, uh, you know, whether it's wisdom or just anything you want to share about your son's business uh, before we let y'all get back to your business, uh, please um, share that at this time. Well, first of all, I want to thank all the all the people that's been able to support us, been there for all the minor things that we needed. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we're here today until every hot dog is gone. So come on out. Well, I, you know, I hope we sit out enough people to make sure every hot dog is done. So, uh, again, thank you so much. Uh, for being on the show this morning. And, you know, again, I know you got to get open here in, in a few minutes, so I'm going to go ahead and let y'all get off the air. And, you know, maybe we'll uh, bring everybody back on in the future to, to, you know, to see you know, when it's going well and when we're expanding, we'll have y'all back on in the future and, and kind of follow Mason's success. Now nah, that sounds good. Mason, thank you so much for making yourself available. Uh, you've been wonderful this morning, and I appreciate you, what you for what you do. And when I come out there, I'll have on a Mental Dialogue shirt, and I'll, you know, I know you'll be busy, but I'll look to kind of meet you uh, this morning as well. But thank you for agreeing to come on the show this morning. No problem. Thank you, sir. You're looking at us crazy now. No, absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's go. Yeah, let me see. Y'all go cut that ribbon. We'll see y'all a little later today. Appreciate y'all. All right, thank you again. Thank you again. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, I wanted to go ahead and let that young man go, um, get to his ribbon cutting. And so for anybody out there listening or have seen the promotions for this week, uh, we are definitely doing an open call, second hour. I didn't really promote it a lot. Um, there obviously, there was a lot of feedback that, uh, with them calling in like that together. So, you know, again, thank you all for bearing with the rough start as well as even the feedback that they were preparing, their grand opening. Uh, definitely saw an opportunity to support uh, young brother. Uh, matter of fact, let me give props to uh, Mr. Jay Bailey, uh, one of our guests that we've had on here recently. Uh, for putting it out on social media that this young man was opening a restaurant and so jumped on the opportunity to, as I mentioned earlier, to go out and support uh, a business. This is something that on the Mental Dollar Community Club, we've done it with other groups, Cash Mob, um, Spendify. We went out in the past and supported uh, black-owned restaurants to kind of infuse, uh, you know, if you will, um, some funds and support into their business by all, in a sense, bomb rushing or ambushing uh, the, the, the um, place of business, if you will. So the opportunity to go support, uh, you know, a young entrepreneur, 14-year-old, that type of ambition uh, was definitely an opportunity that I wanted to take advantage of. So as soon as I saw Mr. J. Bailey promote this young man as being the youngest restaurant owner, I immediately tracked him down and said, hey, you know, I want to have you on the show. Very interested in seeing how somebody that young thinks about entrepreneurship, and, and then I also said, well, hey, let me see if I can reach out to some of the people I know 
to see if they would all kind of come together and support that young man. So I definitely have um, seen, in a sense, young Mason make a media run, um, which should get him plenty of support um, today. Uh, but let me give some clarity on the actual um, address, if you will, for anybody there. Again, I know it was a little rough with them being in a restaurant and sitting and a lot of feedback with them sitting next to each other. Uh, let me give the, give that information now over the air. I will be posting it on social media. Hopefully all of you that are, that do listen are, are followers of us on social media, whether that's Facebook, at Mental Dialogue, or IG, which is at Mental underscore Dialogue. Um, hopefully y'all are following us and you've already seen the promotions for Mason because we've been highlighting that throughout the week that we wanted to go ambush his store so that's even you know for people that are not listeners but our social media followers they see that we're going out to support this young man um but with that said let me give out the address again because again i do know um, with the feedback with them being in the restaurant it may have been a little difficult to hear that information but if you're in georgia want to support that young man again they're open from 11 to 7 today um asking the mineral dollar community club to kind of come through. i haven't seen a lot of y'all because of the pandemic we've been doing a lot of online events so it will be an opportunity for us to, uh, you know, maybe see some faces again. But we're going out from 1 to 3, 2 Mason's Super Hot Dogs. The address is 3275 Snap Finger Road, Stonecrest, Georgia, 30038. Again, that's 325 Snap Finger Road, Stonecrest, Georgia, 30038. Or you can go to masonsuperhotdogs.com. That's easier to go to and get the address off of. Definitely recommend doing that. You could also see, excuse me, that young man's amazing variety of hot dogs that he makes. Again, I wasn't just playing when I said I want to go out and try uh, some of these different hot dog options that this young man has come up with. I thought it was kind of funny when his when his uh, father was like when he was coming up with these different ideas for what type of hot dogs he might make. His father actually said these crazy ideas. And I could only imagine, you know, in a sense, a young man say, "Hey, I want to try this on a hot dog," and it sounded like it sounding kind of weird. I, I get that. Again, uh, being someone who didn't, you know, raised in the South and eating you know, in a sense traditional hot dogs, and when I would travel around the country and see all these different topics that people would put on hot dogs, I've tried, you know, many of them over the years. But I'll say, Jason, a uh, Mason, I'm sorry, Mason has taken that to the next level. I'm definitely probably going to go and try to, I didn't try the signature pizza dog, if you will, if that was the one that kind of got it all started. Uh, we definitely uh, look forward to uh, um, trying what he has. So, again, I hope for anybody out there listening in the Atlanta area that you will go out and support that young man. Again, you can go at any time between 11 and um, 7 p.m. as we just let Mason go for his ribbon cutting of his permanent local, his brick and mortar. Location. I also thought it was very interesting to see that the brick-and-mortar location was brought about due to the pandemic. It was the pivot that he needed to make. Uh, it was very surprising you know, for me because, again, I mentioned it earlier, seeing plenty of restaurant owners, even in the past, prior to even knowing a pandemic would hit, uh, a, a lot of restaurant owners having uh, a much success with their food trucks. So some of them have the restaurant and the food truck. I've even seen some close down their brick-and-mortar restaurant because the food truck had less overhead and they were making more money uh, or, 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 you know, so, so pretty cool to see this young man in a sense 
I would say just to throw it out there and to highlight another black-owned business that people very well have heard about here in the Atlanta area, but think of Slutty Vegan. Um, in a sense, you know, obviously he went from a hot dog stand to, uh, when I, you know, go cool to go see exactly where his location is, but I guess uh, they found, a, as he said, a container or one of those, and I definitely see those spots in Atlanta where you see those places where you can kind of get the wings real quick. It's kind of just a wing shop. And so they're taking that style and turning it into a permanent brick-and-mortar location, if you will. Uh, but a slutty, slutty vegan went from a food truck to now a couple of permanent locations um, in Atlanta. So it'll be cool to see that type of trajectory for Mason, who I think is something that we will definitely uh, possibly see in the future, if you will, uh, considering that this young man has been an entrepreneur since nine years old. Um, obviously blown away by that show, blown away uh, by this young man's uh, spirit, ambition. Um, I enjoyed the time with him. And so hopefully all of you out there listening did as well. Uh, but just to highlight, you know, the top of the hour, where this is a op- we're going to open up the call. So I hope some of you call in and help me get through the next hour. As we, uh, I'd like to open up the calls every now and then. It's something that we do. Sometimes we have a conversation with smart people. I like to open it up. There's a lot going on in the news, if you will, uh, but you can call in and talk about what you just heard uh, with Mason's uh, super hot dog story. Again, I thought it was very interesting, and hopefully some of you, if you have future entrepreneurs, you picked up a little something along the way of how to push them. Or And I love the advice, if you, if you will, that um, Jerome, his father, gave from that standpoint of, hey, you know, really listen to what your child wants to do, and if you allow them to jump off into one of those pursuits, allow them to do it. And so this is a young 14-year-old with several employees, which that alone is a highlight in itself when you realize how many of our, how many businesses lack employees. It's not just in our community, but most businesses are one-man shops. The Mr. Dialogue Community Club, I don't want to remain a one-man shop, definitely a unique business, and I'd love all the support for those that listen and those who are actually supporters let me shout that out, mentaldialogue.com, for those who are supporters and members. Um, I appreciate the support because y'all keep intelligent radio on the air. So uh, definitely appreciate y'all's support. Hopefully I'll see those of you in Atlanta out supporting Mason later today at 1 o'clock. I'm looking forward to showing up with my Mental Dialogue shirt on. So if you are in Atlanta and have a Mental Dialogue T-shirt, let's wear it today when we go out and support that young brother. Uh, again, looking forward to seeing y'all. We all moving to the top of the hour. Got a caller that's looking to get in and hopefully help me kick off this second hour open call, which is I'm definitely going to need y'all help along the way. So if you're listening, uh, figure out something you want to talk about. Um, I'm going to lead off with um, this situation with Ice Cube, which has been hot and heavy uh, in the in the social media, in the news this week. Uh, we had our Mental Dialogue Connections event online on Zoom last night. Uh, so I want to highlight that real quick. Uh, and if, if you're listening and didn't get in on the Zoom last night, I, let me go ahead and tell this. So, again, this is how, in a sense, uh, technology works. So I made a, a, a move down when I was in the Zoom, so I had a lot of people waiting that I unfortunately didn't get to. So, so I actually, we, again, we had a good time on Zoom last night, but if you did try to get in, um, I, was, I missed some, those that were, lots of, some people that were in the waiting room. So do apologize if I missed getting you on last night because we talked about some of the situation with Ice Cube and his contract, if you will, with Black America. So when we come back from this um, 
top of the hour break. Uh, we'll definitely get into that discussion and open up the phone lines. Um, last three, three, one, four. I see you out there. We're going to get you in. It looks like Brother Pianchi wants to get in for the open hour as well. So uh, thank you all for calling in. We'll be right back after this short break and get this open call started. I definitely need y'all help. Thanks for the couple people that's on the line right now to get, get us going. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. And I cannot figure out why Our relationship's in a coma But I don't want it to die One mistake in my past You gotta let me live that down There's no trust Eagles won't discuss Why we're not talking right now Problems will always arise But we don't have to act like this This storm too shall pass Some slack. We got an inch that's up to scratch. Promise we'll get on track. We just going through a little rough patch. Funny when I think about time. Wish I could just roll it back. Not the end of the world, girl. We just going through a little rough patch. A little rough patch. A little rough patch. We just going through a little rough patch. We drifted apart a little. Waters we sailed have been choppy, nauseous from the nonsense. The road we travel's been rocky. You're still mad and I can tell. Not talking cause we might yell. Sleeping on opposite sides of the bed and it's getting cold as hell. Problems will always arise, but we don't have to act like this. This storm too shall pass. We got an inch that's up to scratch Promise we'll get on track We just going through a little rough patch Funny when I think about time Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show Again, that's a track by Taylor Pace A little rough patch All streaming music platforms We are at the top of the hour Our open call, second hour We just had on Mason Wright, for our conversation with smart people, hope for those that are in Atlanta, you're going out to support that brother. I'm going to try to show up around 1 o'clock right after the show to go support Mason's Super Hot Dogs. Hope to see some of y'all. Got a couple of callers. I'm actually, again, this is the open call, so we're going to make it fun. Um, these are a couple of regular callers that get want to get in. And if you want to get in on this morning's open call, you can talk about whatever. Uh, we got 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646 Seven eight seven one six nine one. That will get you in. But to get this second hour going, we're gonna make it fun. I'm gonna pull on both of these callers at the same time. Um, I see uh, my man William Agnew out there, as well as Brother Pianchi. These are very interesting. As a matter of fact, they fit the bill of conversation with smart people. I've had both of them, both of them on, so I'm very interested in starting this conversation. Uh, I'm gonna play a cut before I let you brothers come on to get this thing started when it comes when, when we talk about Ice Cube and the contract with Black America. Let me play this cut and then I'm gonna bring both of you live. Make this second hour fun here. We'll be right. So just bear with me, listen to the cut. We're gonna get this thing started for the second hour. It, because it's three weeks, less than three weeks before the election, there are people who think that that, you know, President Trump has said he's going to do this platinum plan. 
But what makes you believe that he's actually going to do it and that he's not just saying this in order to get reelected in three weeks? And, and that's the part that makes people feel upset that they feel you are being used because of your status in the black community, that he is using you in order to get votes in the black community. And, and they feel like he's not going to deliver on this $500 billion promise. Well, I mean, I know people have their thoughts on being, you know, I'm being used, I'm not being used. Because I walked in there, I had the meetings, and I spoke. Never, I've never met Trump. I've never been to the White House. Okay, so I talked to both campaigns like I said I would. I have a contract with Black America that both parties are going to have to get with. We can't depend on one party to bring this through. It's too broad. Both parties are going to have to get with it. So that's what my mission is to make sure both parties get with the program. And I'm not here to um, get you to vote for any damn body. You know, matter of fact, I was the one saying uh, you shouldn't vote unless you get something for it. Um, so me, I'm personally not getting one thing. You know, I'm trying to make sure uh, that all these trillions of dollars that's being tossed around make it to the black community, not to the minority community, not to the community of color, not to all these names that throw us in this big old pot, but actually in black entrepreneurs' hands, into black people's hands to create these jobs because black is gonna hire black. So this is what I'm trying to do. And I'm willing to work with anybody that has a remote um, chance to make that happen. Uh, and you know, my thing is everybody's mad at me, uh, but nobody is asking uh, the Biden campaign, why y'all didn't come up with 600 billion, man? What y'all doing? Where, where, where's, the, where's that uh, 700 billion? We have to expect results. We have to push it. Um, you know, the Democrats have a perfect opportunity to make our dreams come true. And they're telling, yo, let's wait till after the election. And you can believe them or not. You know, that's that's not on ice. Go ahead, Billy. I'll be I'm sorry, brother William. Thank you so much, King, for supporting the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. This is uh, one of our Mental Dialogue Platinum members, so I thank you, King, for for getting on with us this morning. You just heard what Ice Cube said. I'm gonna get Brother Pianki on in a second, but I'm gonna start with you. Uh, you got in here. On, okay. Got in here first. I want to give you a little moment to kind of just get it off because uh, I saw you on social media talking about this very issue. <laughs> so I knew this would be a good place for you and I to start. Right. And I'm very interested in your, your, your perspective on hearing Ice Cube speak for himself in response to maybe some that were, some people wasn't happy. Some people like what he did. I am one that is a fan of what he did. Uh, but what's your perspective on Cube explaining um, how, why he approached the contract with Black America and talk to both parties. Go ahead and give us your three cents, King. Thanks again for calling in. What? Oh, no problem. No problem. Can you hear me? You good? Yeah, you're coming through loud Hello? and clear, brother. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Yep, okay. can you hear me? Yeah, you good. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I'm, I'm going to try to multitask this thing because, you know, I got the soccer. I got the soccer dad thing going on this morning. So okay, I'm trying to okay, yeah, well, yeah, you can keep it quick. You can keep it quick because I got brother Pinnock and he'll hold me down. But thank you for getting in on with us. Right. Right, but but you know what? First first and foremost, I gotta I gotta give credibility to Ice Cube, right? Ice Cube deserves the respect for two reasons. Number one is he has celebrity, 
and he is putting his celebrity on the line. And that's number one. Number two, Ice Cube has always been credible because he's always stood up, spoke out, and mm-hmm. we've never doubted his credibility piece, right? So now he's coming with that in the political form, you know what I mean? And you just got to respect mm-hmm. that because he's standing alone. I don't see anybody else with celebrities standing beside Ice Cube. I saw him on the Jada Pinkett show, right? And that's really where I learned a lot of what his black um, his, his black agenda was, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 what I what I what I know we got to get better at, and this is how I feel. Ice Cube is teaching us about negotiations, right? How to negotiate our value, how to negotiate our power. We talk about it all the time as Black America. We talk mm-hmm. about, hey, we got to unite, we got to come together, we got to use our percentages a, a, in regards to how much we count in this society, and we got to leverage mm-hmm. that, right? And what and what Ice Cube is doing is he's giving the example, if not anything else, he's giving the example mm-hmm. of how you take your leverage, right? Whether you agree with him or disagree with him, what he's teaching is a fundamental uh, uh, principle of negotiation, right? You come in, and this, this is kind of piggybacking off of what you said, Montoya, because I saw your feedback, and I saw you uh, give your perspective yesterday, and it's what you said, mm-hmm. right? You have to take you have to, you have to, whether you agree with it or not, what you have to be able to do is you have to come in with the plan, right? So then you can sit at the mm-hmm. table and you can negotiate that plan on both sides. You understand what I'm saying? This is business 101. This is, you don't jump on the first thing that you like. You don't, you don't go to right. the store and shop and buy the first thing you see. No matter how good the deal is, if you really want the best deal, then you go out and you shop, right? And you price match. And you price match, and you price match. We we do that in our regular mm-hmm. everyday lives. Yeah, I see it at Walmart mm-hmm. for this price, and that's a good price. I could pay that price. I'm good with that price, but I still want to go right. I still want to go price match mm-hmm. because the other the other one. I'm gonna use my negotiation and my leverage to do that with. And if not anything, fundamentally, Ice Cube is teaching us that principle of negotiating yes. our value. We have to understand what our value is, what we come in with. Why are they catering to us in the first place or not, right? And when you realize what that is now, how do you leverage that to get more than what they're even willing to give you? And I think, I think what you said, like you said, his, his tweet, as simple as it may seem, and I even saw some people give you feedback like, what's a tweet, bro? Like, you don't, if you don't understand that, what you're not understanding is the chess game of negotiation, right? Right. You show your hand. You show your hand, right? You got to know right. like Roger said. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away. He went in. He had the meeting first with the plan, with a guy he does not like, right, obviously. But he had that meeting. And that's another thing about business. We don't have to like people to sit down with people. This is not a photo opportunity. This is, hey, I got a plan. I'm going to talk to my to the guy even if I don't like him personally. I got to see what he's talking about. And then I'm going to use that leverage on, to the other side. And then I'm going to let exactly. those guys work it out. You understand what I'm saying? Those guys have to work it out. And exactly. they work it out between themselves. You understand what I'm saying? It's not even about us as much as it's about them now because we put our cards on the table and they know what we're working with. And we've all agreed to work in that fashion. And that's what we have to understand how to do. We got to get on that. We got to get our negotiating skills hyped. We got to get our negotiating skills right. 
You understand what I'm saying? And let me so dig that, in that, on that, that real quick. No, no, I'm not. You, yes, you're laying it out. Brilliant. I want to dig in. Brother Piak, I know you. we're going to get you in on this thing, too. And I know, like I say, Billy, just so you know, I, you, you got to get back to your kids. But I know Brother Piak got me. So thank you for getting in with me this morning. So, again, I just want to make sure you know I definitely want to respect and let you get back. Uh, you know, to your babies. We love the kids, so they, they definitely take priority. No, no problem, I'm going to hang around as long as I can, so go ahead, go ahead with it. Yeah, no problem. I'm just letting you know that you're free to go, though, just so that you do know that. But with that said, honing in on, I want to just hone on, hone in on that, and I'm going to get Brother Bianchi in. When we talk about, like you say, I love how you put it, putting the cards on the table, and it, it worked for both sides. This is what people don't understand about, again, a very brilliant chess move piece with the tweet. Again, like you said, some people look at it as a small thing or, you know, obviously, and, it's kind of, and I heard some people even saying, why would he even let it be known? Like, why let that be known prior to the election? I saw people saying that to me, right? But here's what people are missing about, as you say, the chess move with the tweet. So it actually puts both sides on notice. So, one, even if the expectations, and we don't know because Kai Cube is still playing his holding his cards on, in a sense, which side he expects to get the most from and that doesn't matter as he said because ultimately you're gonna as you heard him say in the cut for order for this plan to work it will take bipartisanship so that is one key that he's made that known on his media run but the tweet in particular is the democrats thinking hey we could just blow him off to the uh to after the election which is unfortunately in my opinion part of the course and their history uh, we are often discarded discarded after uh, after you, after the actual elections, win or lose by both parties, but it, at least that's what it feels like from a collective standpoint. And you also lower your negotiation power when they don't, in a sense, need your vote. So blowing them off in my move, in my eyes, was a bad move. But calling them out publicly was the perfect chess play because it, it's two things. I'm gonna call you out about your actions, and now, as you say. You now know I am talking to the competition. So what does that mean for you? And then here's the other aspect from the Republican side. They now know that they have to take him serious. Because if, for example, and this is, again, this is just for those who are still, in a sense, beholden to one side or the other. I make it clear that I'm a political independent. But, again, we're just talking through the logic. For those that are still beholden or feel or believe that the Democrat side is the best for the collective again i'm not here to argue that point but for those who feel that way um, nobody would necessarily fault cube for showing or presenting the plan to both sides but they have issue with him putting that tweet out prior to the election uh and what some people are saying is well you know trump's bsing and and and, and they assume that in a sense that the democrats are not well as cube said in order to make this thing work, both sides will have to come to the table. Well, by him being willing to call out the fact that they blew him off now makes even the Republican side say, hey, this brother is actually serious because in Trump and them reaching out, they probably reached out kind of saying, let's see if he is serious. Like, will he actually talk, you know, will he actually talk to us? And people are mildly upset, should not be surprised, mildly upset, that in Trump and them reaching out and having the discussion, then, of course, from a political standpoint, Trump painted the picture of, 
we talked to him, we implemented it, and almost treated it as an endorsement. So I know that's what upset people, but that's the political game. So in reaching out, no surprise that Trump turned it favorable. That's what you do in politics. That's, that's not Ice Cube, neither here or there. That's part of the game. He probably wasn't surprised that, in a sense, they angle it that way. But when he was able to go on these shows, he says, hey, this is all I'm doing. So don't get it twisted. And as you said, he has the credibility to, for us to believe him, yes. in my opinion. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. You so eloquently, uh, that, that, that's, what I, that's exactly what I mean. And it is the game. Unfortunately, it is a game, right? It is a game. And what we have to understand is the, the fundamental uh, the fundamentals behind the leverage leveraging is all about le- politics is all about leveraging your your credibility and your 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 fame your popularity. I mean, it just is what it is, and we have to get into that game. And Ice Cube, I am comfortable with representing black representing Black America in this space, and it's time for us to do this. I think he's done a I just think he's done an excellent job of positioning himself as well as educating himself, right, as well as educating us in regards to how we play the game because that's the first thing we have to learn. It's not even about, at this point, in my opinion, it's about understanding the fundamentals of how to play the game first. It's like any game. You can't win a game unless you know the rules of the game and how the game is actually played, and that's on all sides. And that's exactly what you just said. We have to fundamentally understand how the game is played to even understand how Ice Cube is using his celebrity and his popularity to influence, because that's what he's doing. He's influencing the opposition, if you will. He's influencing the people who have the power to make the decisions. He obviously and we obviously don't have the power to make the decisions. We have to put that in the hands of people sometimes that we don't like, Sometimes there are people we don't agree with, but how do we best influence them to make the decisions in our favor? In order to do that, we have to play the game, which is full of leveraging chess, uh, movement. I mean, you see, Donald Trump is a prime example of that. He's done it for four Mm -hmm. years, and he's done it, some would say brilliantly, even if you don't like Mm -hmm. him. Some would say he's done that to get the leverage to do all the things that he has wanted to do, whether that's change regulation, he's changed all types of regulations. He's appointed right. all types of. He's gotten exactly what he's wanted through the, the, the means through the game of through the game that the game. He, that he understands how to play very well. So you know, and that, and and, it's, and and I know some people in a sense despise him to the degree that they can't even see that if it's something that we exactly. understood, you know, whether it's the art of the deal, you know, and, and there are things that. I don't like about the man, and there are things that are clearly um, seeming. I'll even go seem off, but it's you. But Absolutely. you're being completely biased if you don't see that that's the part that's actually trick. Even if you will, even his own party in some state, some cases, that's what he's understood and mastered the entire time. Like that's just calling it what it is. But some people will even take this very moment as an endorsement of him as president, if you will. We're just talking about the aspect of playing this political game and learning how exactly. to play. Let me get Brother um, Pianchi in on this thing as well. Sorry to keep you on hold so long, Brother Pianchi. Uh, 
What you got for us, King? Again, you see us kind of going back and forth with this open call hour. Uh, what's your thoughts? I know, you know, just put it out there. I know you are a Trump supporter, so I'm very interested in if you've been able to keep up with some of the stuff with Ice Cube. I'm going to play another cut here in a few minutes. But if, if you've kept up with anyone, any of it, I'm interested in your perspective on myself and uh, William, what we've had to say, and your perspective on the, in a sense, the, the notoriety that Ice Cube has influenced on this political game. Your thoughts, Brother Bianca. Thank you for being with us. Brother Bianchi, did I get you live? Might have been. All right. Billy, can you still hear me? I'm sorry, William, can you still hear me? Hello? Okay, I'm sorry, y'all. I got him. I need to bring him. I'm about to get y'all both live right now. Sorry about that. All right, go ahead, brother. I'm sorry about that. I'm, yeah, man, you, you know, got me talking to dead air. What's up with this? <laughs> yeah, my bad. So, uh, hopefully, you can pick back up where you left off. Go ahead, brother. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't get you on at all. So go ahead and jump in. Look, like I said, don't let me forget to talk about the the brother, the young man with the hot dog business. Now I'm gonna start okay, off with we'll, Ice Cube. We'll, we'll definitely get back on that. Please mm-hmm. don't let me forget that. I love I what he you. said. He said the right thing. You know what that was? He said you're not putting blacks in that pot. You're not talking about browns. You're not talking about minorities. You're talking about African-Americans, black. And that's the way you're supposed to roll. You're supposed to roll when you're going to the buffet by yourself. You ain't supposed to carry everybody else with you. They don't carry you. And if they did carry you, why are you still wanting? Why are you still hungry? He rolls it by yourself, and he done the right thing when he said what he said. It perturbed the interviewer. I don't know what news media that was. It probably was CNN. Another thing, you and William. Actually, Donald Trump really don't need black vote, and Biden only does in, well, both of them in battleground straits. Why? Because states elect the president. But this is how you get things done. States elect the president, but people elect their local representatives. And, and mostly, generally, the way it is, your Congress people that represent blacks are usually Democrats. If you got a president up there like Donald Trump, for instance, that's saying that he wants school choice, especially for African-Americans, in his first address to Congress, then you use your political power to tell your Democratic congressman you support him on this because it's going to do you good. Guess who's telling your Democratic congressman not to support him? It's the teachers' unions. Think. Think. That's how you use your power locally. You use it with your local congressperson, and you lose it statewide in many cases of the time. Mississippi, 37.7% of the population is black. They can influence things at a state level. Not as great as they would like to, but they can. We got to realize, what else was I going to talk about? (laughs) That's all good. Any thoughts about me kind of hearing me and Billy? Well, William, go back and forth, if you will. No, I just. Well, I to, want you guys um, to look at that. Any... Yeah, when you you, you you got a John Lewis, what uh, he's he's gone now, but you know, in his capacity, you say, look, John, what this man in the White House, Donald Trump, is saying, we need this, and we need you to support him, 
If you can't support him on what we need to have supported, then we can't support you. That should be all across the board. Blacks make up, I mean, we just got to face it. Blacks don't have the the population to affect a national election. Unless you got a lot of people in the state going along with you, and as Malcolm X said, then when they join in, which direction do your movement go? So Ice Cube done the right thing. That's another thing you want to do. Now, on the other thing with the young man with the uh, hot dog business, when he get ready mm-hmm. to issue an IPO, that's initial purchase, initial uh, purchase offers. I want to be in on it. But one thing too, uh, Montoya. Don't forget to tell his father for y'all to make it over there to the International Production and Processing Expo that's going to be held at the Georgia World Congress Center there in Atlanta between January 26th and 28th, 2021. Because then he can see how what he's doing, he can look at the uh, equipment that can take Mm -hmm. him to another level, and he gets ideas. Because you don't it. see so very many black people come there from all over the world, but you don't see many right, black right. African Americans at those events. You, you follow me? So you know, yeah, no, you always talk about that. So you know, it's an opportunity. So if you will, text me the info so I can share it with him when I go see him today. I'll share it with his father and you know, and and talk to them and remind them, you know, to take advantage of that. So text me the yeah. info uh, for that, and I will take it out to them today uh, when we go out and support them in business today. Um, but yeah, um, um, I got, I still got my brother William on the line as well. Listening to brother Pianchi. Um, any thoughts when you hear brother Pianchi kind of say, "Hey, here's a perspective as a, as a collective, if you will." Uh, in in some states, we have more influence than we ever, if you will, ever would have on a national election. You know, to a certain extent. The one thing I will throw out, um, William and brother Pianchi, when the you know when the national election is close then that's when we, in a sense, can have influence. They're predicting this will be a close election. I don't know if that's tea leaves I'm seeing personally, uh, but I'll talk about that a little later. Uh, but um, if you will, uh, William, as you hear Brother Piaki say, hey, here's where we can't, this is how we actually affect politics on the local level. You know, what's your perspective in tying in what Brother Bianchi brought to the table and uh, Ice Cube and how he moved and how do you kind of see those two things connected, if you will, uh, William? I mean, obviously, I think, again, we have to learn what the importance is of, and I, and I think you make a good point, like, when it's close, and that's the thing. Nobody ever knows really what, what it's going to turn out to be as 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 the last election showed, right? It was very close, mm-hmm. right? And, it's, it, and and we played a huge part in that, right? So, and, and, and this time, it's, it's pretty much the same, and, and nobody can really account for those, you know, Midwesterners who vote or don't vote and you know, you never know how close or not close it's going to be, so nobody wants to take that chance of not uh, catering to the black vote, right, because we do weigh enough for that to make a difference. Uh, with that being said, you know, Ice Cube, again, is is a lesson to us. It's a lesson to us more than anything, more than even this election. I think this is going to impact us down the road because what we need is that education. It's education. I always say education is the cure to all societal ills. It's education. And it takes sometimes people who speak your language to help you really understand or speak how you speak. And what I mean, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is Ice Cube is not the most eloquent person in the world by any means, right? He speaks like Ice Cube speaks. So he doesn't get up there. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be the most – he doesn't have to be Candace Owens. You understand what I'm saying? He doesn't have to 
white people say, oh, he's so well-spoken. Or he doesn't have to be Obama and say, oh, he's so well-spoken for a black man. You don't mm-hmm. need that. What you need is someone who knows how to play the game of leverage and negotiation. And you can have a guy who doesn't even speak to English doesn't have to be his primary language if he understands how to play the game properly. And that's what Ice Cube has done. Again, he's educated himself, which is what we got to start, even with the hot dog. I didn't get to catch the hot dog uh, entrepreneur, but you know I'm an entrepreneur, so I can pick up on it fast. And mm-hmm. even even in, in this space of entrepreneurship, we have to understand there's a timeline here. There's a timeline here. The, mar- the corporation right now, what you see happening with the corporation is they're buying all of their market share back right now. They're buying all of their market share back, and they're letting even they're even sacrificing some of their corporate interests, right? Letting corporate letting corporations go broke and out of business. So, what do you think that means for Black America? If White America is sacrificing some of their corporate uh, relationships mm-hmm. to go out of business, what do you think that means for Black America at this time? So, it is imperative. It is imperative. You think there's a gap now? If you think there's a gap now with black America and interest for for society, for us, you wait. Just you wait. If Ice Cube doesn't do what he does, if more people who look like us don't do what they do, if we don't, if we if we don't understand, pick up and carry this torch that Ice Cube is setting, it is huge. This is huge. This is fundamental. This is a shift in the in the in the mind of black America. It should be because there is a gap that is happening right now on the technology end that is locking not only us out, but middle class America out. But how do you think that's going to play in black America? You think if if middle class America is being sacrificed, what do you think is going to happen to black America? You understand what I'm saying? That's real. No, that's real. Yeah. Yeah, it's important that we understand the game to negotiate. We got to get our business mind on so we can negotiate our favor, right? Last thing I want to say, and I don't want to be long-winded, is everything requires capital funding. Everything, no matter what you do. Even corporations don't use the money that they have in the bank. You understand what I'm saying? They do IPO, right? right? I think you guys talked about about it a little bit today. They raise money. They raise capital. They don't use their own money. You have to get the funding. So you have to be, and this ties in with the fact that you have to be able to negotiate your funding for whatever ideas and growth you're going to have, no matter if it's black America or business or whatever it is, that capital has to be secured. You understand what I'm saying? And the way that that capital is secured is you leverage your value in the marketplace. And that is what Ice Cube is teaching us. We have value. It's intrinsic. We make things go. We make things work. We make things happen. We don't have the capital, but we have the value that they want to purchase, that they want to use, right? But, but we have to understand how to get what we need in terms of funding and capital, and you do that through negotiating the way that Ice Cube is doing. And you have to set that up before the election, not after. That's the leverage. It doesn't make sense. And I'm, that, I, I yes, that's the leverage piece. Man, I'm, I'm going long. I'm going long. You got to jump in. I'm going long. No, you're good, brother. It's, it's, it's so good. I'm letting you. You feel me? No, you're going good. So I'm letting you. I, I want to play another cut from another perspective about Ice Cube. And if you're out there listening, um, the way we do this on Mental Dialogue, you don't have to agree with what you're hearing. Again, I just 
respect this brother's perspective. I'm letting you run because you're just really bringing it this morning. Um, again, I love the three right. cents. But for anybody out there, you know, give us your perspective. It's not about calling in and agreeing with us. If you're a first-time listener, we love to dialogue from all perspectives. So the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. You have to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. Uh, again, this is an open call, second hour. i got two of my longtime listeners, William Agnew and, and Brother Pianchi. Uh, or Chief Pianchi is what I should refer to him now. He'll know what I'm, what I'm referencing from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but thank you both for being long-time listeners. But I want to play another cut uh, from a perspective about what Ice Cube is doing. Again, we're not playing this or telling you to listen or believe what we believe. That's not what we do here. We just dialogue about it, and we want y'all to get in on it. We'll be right back. Peace, man. I, I just wanted to take some time to give some insight on my two cents about this whole Ice Cube thing. Look at how easily the media can turn us against us, some of us against people who are trying to advocate for our benefit. Like, it's clear that you can tell that Trump, the Trump administration put a spin on the meeting that they had with, with Ice Cube to try to make it appear like he wholeheartedly endorsed them. The brother has never said that. He said that, one, he met with both camps, and then basically... Dividing people put them in a friend zone. Like we'll talk to you after we win. Well, we don't know if you're going to win. No, we let's need let's talk now. So if you agree to this, we can hold you accountable. And then he met with the Trump people, and this is not a endorsement of Trump because some people when they hear you speaking, if you're not Team Biden, oh you 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 want to keep Trump in the office? Like calm down. As black folks, we are too emotional, and that's one of the reasons we keep being treated like prostitutes. But the man met with the Trump administration, and then after hearing his black agenda, they later made some changes. Isn't that what we want? That doesn't mean that we need to vote for him. But if, if now as a part of their agenda, and let's say Trump get elected, then we can hold them accountable and say, wait a minute, you said this was part of your agenda as it relates to black people. But it takes the media. If you're looking at all of these headlines, they will make you think that, Ice Cube straight up endorsed Donald Trump. And look how easily we are at turning against those who are putting their life, their career on the line over what the media says. Wake up and, and think, read, critical thinking. We're just as the Honorable Minister Lord Farrakhan said, we're like babies with a candy in our hand. And with a baby who has candy or a toy in their hand, it's so easily to manipulate them to get what's in their hand. And that is what is happening as it relates to this whole political thing. Every year, every four years is the same thing, if you look at it. When Bush Jr. was in office, they were making him seem, people were calling him the devil, 666. It's every year. And I'll say this, and it may make up some people mad. Let's say if there was some other person that was, quote, unquote, Ten times. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning, second hour is an open call. We had our first hour guest, Mason Wright, a conversation with smart people, young brother, 14-year-old, youngest restaurant owner in all of Georgia. We plan to go support him at 1 p.m. I'll give out that address for anybody catching you late, but I got a couple of my regular callers on the air. Uh, brother Pianchi, I'm going to start with you. 
you just heard a cut from Willie Muhammad on the situation with Ice Cube, which is big in the news. Um, you know, within our community, people having different perspectives about when he should have met with the size. Um, I personally agree with uh, William as well as Willie Muhammad in the idea that the timing was right now. I've been going back and forth with feeling like the timing should be should have been at a different time. Uh, but any thoughts on what you just heard, uh, Brother Pianchi? Again, thank you for being on with uh, with us this morning. I'm sorry. I keep I keep cutting you off before I get you in there, brother. Pianchi, go ahead, brother. Yeah, you got me talking to dead Eric. Well, <laughs> I told you, this is how this, this politics works. Businesses control the politicians. And as I said before, and I'm going to use this young man that's doing the hot dog business as an example. Starting off, he wants low tax rates. He's going to be invested in capital, which is equipment, in order to be able to prepare his foods. So he needs to be able to write that investment off as soon as possible so he can keep those dollars to invest in more capital. Okay? And he needs he needs any circuit breakers, or what we call these zones, uh, investment zones, as much of that as he possibly can. Well, I hate to say it, the reason why I, come out, I supported Donald Trump, because he's done that. He lowered business tax to 21% from 35 In some cases, it was 396 He made it possible for you to write off your capital investment. Like this young man, if he starts up a business and if he expands, he's going to have a lot of money and tied up in equipment. He needs to be able to write that deduction off as fast as possible in a year's time rather than carry it out into the future. Those are very pertinent for him. And those are things that this president has done. Another point, you want to educate your children and put them into those areas where they someday may want to be a business person. Well, Donald Trump came up and said he wants school choice for African Americans so they can put their children where the parents and the family Piyaki, think quick talk about school choice on this show. Right now, because this ain't what we were just asking you about. Well, you I was just telling you. I know, but you already made a case of food choice on the last now, segment, and I'm asking you about Ice Cube and the contract with Black America. Yes, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure that you, that, you that would be in Ice Cube's. I think that would be in Ice Cube's it contract. Ain't in there. He ain't it put ain't nothing. in there, because I'm going to tell you, no, it ain't in there. At least when I, it's 27 well, pages. Have, I haven't read the whole thing. But, but he hasn't put everything. Let me be fair. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if it's in there or not, because I haven't read all 27 pages. But what I will say to you, just as a caveat, I'm in the middle personally on school choice because here's my reality, and I don't want to turn – we're not turning this show into a school choice show. That's why I'm jumping on you. Well, you know, about just don't mention anything about it. Let's stay on ice No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say one thing, though. I'm going to say one thing. The, re, the reason I'm in the middle is because I always worry about the children that are left in those schools. School choice just takes our best minds out of the neighborhoods that they've been – corralled in 40, 50 years ago because of redlining. So it's not the answer, in my opinion, that you make it out to be. I'm only addressing it because you brought it up twice, but I'm just saying in reference to... Well, I'm just saying what what one politician has already offered and put out there, even though he didn't have no support coming out of the black community other than some preachers. And he came for it. It's all good, but I'm just pointing out, yeah, I got it. Like I said, I'm just want some discussion on what Willie Muhammad said about how Ice Cube is moving 
and how our community is responding to. I just want to see if you have Well, you got people in your that, community so. just don't understand. I mean, that's just unnatural. They just don't understand how it works. So they're going to make remarks based on emotions. Those emotions have been cultivated throughout the years by individuals who have uh, dubious agendas. That's what, it, that's what it stems from. If they don't go out and investigate it on themselves, if they're not astute enough, then they're going to be open-eared for what they hear, and they're going to roll with that. As I said before, IQ made a very important statement when he said that blacks should not be basically put in that pot, that mixing pot. You don't want to be in that mixing pot because you got individuals who's already in that mixing pot that has had so many advantages coming from their particular ethnic group that you haven't had from your particular ethnic group, and you won't be able to compete with them. Did you know that uh, Bill Clinton made the statement that Syrian refugees should redevelop Detroit. Brother Piaki, that Hillary. ain't about Ice Cube, Brother Piaki. <laughs> All right, well, let's stay on Ice well, But isn't that kind of the same thing? <laughs> uh, yeah, that ain't what we just talked about, though. You made that yeah, point well, last segment. I'm messing with you. Did I say that last statement? I didn't know. Yeah, last segment, last segment, yeah, 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 last segment. You just said about the series, but you're about to re- reiterate the segment that you were glad that Cube said that. This, I just played a segment where you didn't say that. I'm messing with you, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get brother. Uh, well, that's important, though, Montoya. Why come those politicians? You said it on other shows. You said it on other shows. Yeah. So I'm just saying yeah, that's very important. Kind of, you know, that tells you I where their minds are. So no, what I said, what, what, it, what I think that uh, Muhammad said is correct on how you leverage. Actually, the leverage, uh, the leverage comes out of people who have an agenda, have sat down at the table and have a plan. Uh, I gave Absolutely. you examples of that from the first mayor, black mayor in St. Louis, Freeman Bosley, and how contractors, you know, went to him. But that's how it's work. You tell a politician or a candidate what you want and that you will support them and expect for them to live up to what uh, what came to an agreement once they're elected. Now, it sounds good. William, let me ask you this. For those that say, you know, and this was the pushback I've seen so mildly is, does Ice Cube believe Trump's really going to deliver that? It I got an answer matter. for that, but I want to hear your matter. answer for that, William. It doesn't. It doesn't matter whether Ice Cube believes that or not. So Trump has proposed a plan of action that he can be held accountable to, and that's what you want to do. That's what a contract is. A contract is no guarantee. That's what people don't understand. A contract in, in business and everything business, like politics, is business. It's business at the end of the day, and business is business. And there are contracts written every day that get. Uh, that that aren't fulfilled, and you can't make anybody do anything. They can put their name on as much as they want to put their name on. You can't make them do it. You can hold them accountable to what they said they were going to do, which is all you can do. So if one party is, it has a contract and one party doesn't, then at least that party that does has you can be can be held accountable for what they have said they were going to do, and that's going to obviously impact them in the next cycle when you have the power to go vote. That's what voting is. So that's what people have to understand. It doesn't matter whether Trump is going to do it or not. What he's done is he's agreed to the contract. 
He's be, so he can be held accountable to that contract if he uh, if he if he uh, if he doesn't fulfill that contract. You can't make Trump do anything. It's like you can't make Biden do anything. But you can request that they agree to the agenda before you execute your power to go vote. Does that make sense? And that makes a hundred percent sense. And I just wanted people to hear. You know, another perspective, because I think you, again, you saw my broadcast on Facebook Live where I, I explained that very thing. I think you did it a little more eloquently um, than I did, but that's the reality. Like, I, cause I said it on the, you know, the Facebook Live. I said, hell no. I said, he don't believe either one of these people, but it's something that you can hold him accountable for once one is in the office. And so you just broke it down specifically of how that's done. And so it shows the naivety when the response is, does he actually believe Trump is acting in good faith? And I'm of the belief when you look at the, you know, the two leading candidates that we got out of this election, the reality is how would you know if either one of them is acting in good faith if that's your concern, of, you know, if that's your concern about Trump? But the reality is Biden doesn't have a history of acting in good faith to our community. Like, let's just call that what it is. And, again, people think you're picking a side when you call the facts. Like Ice Cube said, I wasn't endorsing anyone. I just talked to both sides. We are up against this last break. When we come back, we'll close out this morning's open call. If anybody wants to get in, 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. When we come back, I want to talk about leveraging the vote that we call so powerful. Um, I think we've lacked leverage in the way that we used it. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. All I ask is that you think, if you believe in supporting the return of intelligent radio, please go to mentaldialogue.com if you're outside of the Atlanta area and become a supporter. Uh, $5 a month keeps intelligent radio on the air. We need your support. Or if you have a product and service you would like to get out to the smartest audience in all the radio, uh, advertise with us. If you're in Atlanta, become a member. Again, mentaldialogue.com. Your support keeps alternative intelligent radio on the air. Um, as we just heard a cut earlier from Willie Muhammad talking about how the media has turned us against one of our own. Malcolm X talked mightily about that in the past. The media will have you, uh, you know what I mean, believing, uh, the, the, you know, the killers are the innocent ones and the innocent ones are the killers. And so we have to understand the power of media. And the best thing I heard in this second open call hour from uh, a wheelbag dude, thank you, King, for being on with us, was the idea that whether you agree or disagree with Ice Cube, the one thing that he is absolutely doing is, is, is in a sense, giving us a, a little schooling, a little teaching on how to play the game. If you don't see that that's what's getting done, um, even if you disagree with the timing of it, it is you are absolutely have a – and you could be upset about the timing. If you, Even if you want to be upset about the deny that it is – that he is absolutely teaching us how – to play the game. And I'm going to bring William and Brother Pianti uh, back live here um, as I continue this conversation. But I wanted to, before, I, William, before you speak, I wanted to talk about the concept of leveraging the vote. Uh, uh, people, are, you know, in a sense, we get bogged down, or even as a Willie Muhammad said, or he referenced Farrakhan saying how, in a sense, how easily our community, to a certain extent, can be manipulated. Um, and there's a history uh, with that. So I'm not necessarily pointing the finger, but let's speak honestly about how we if, we, if we say politics is a chess game, uh, we I think we can admit that our community collectively are the pawns of all the different pieces that have different levels of of power, if you will. And so we're in a sense, in a sense, reduced to that limited pawn on the chess on the chessboard or whatever. Um, but knowing that again, pawns can become powerful, and so um, quite often what we hear in rhetoric in our community is that the vote. Almost a vote alone is powerful. You know, our ancestors died for our right to vote, and your vote is powerful. Like, it's the only time that we're, in a sense, infused with the concept of, of, of power from a collective standpoint, and, the, and, you, and you lose your power if you don't vote. Well, in the reality of how Ice Cube is playing this game, is you cl- very beautifully clarify what the contract that you're asking when you're going to these different parties with an agenda, such as Ice Cube's contract with Black America. Like you said, it's not that it's not about whether you can make that person do that thing. It's get the contract and use it to hold them accountable. Where here's where yes. the power of the vote plays a role in holding accountable. This is something because yes. of our community being tied to one party or the other throughout history, historically being Republicans, now in mass relatively speaking, being the only 
demographic that is massively just one way. Other groups are split more evenly, but us as African Americans, we're about 90% typically voting uh, for the Democratic Party. And for those that are, that are listening, I'm not making an indictment here. I'm talking about the facts of how you leverage a vote. So once a contract made is made with either party, whether that be the Democrats, whether it be the Republicans, if we find out whatever promises were negotiated that, that during that politician's term, whether it be a two-year term or a four-year term like the president, or, you know, whatever, but either way, this is for any politician this applies. We make the president, in my opinion, more important than he actually is in our own lives sometimes. But anyway, with right. that said, here's how you leverage and make your vote powerful because it's not simply going to the polls and voting. That alone is not the power. The power is, oh, politician, you promised us this. You did not deliver. Well, the only way that vote now becomes powerful is, oh, you didn't deliver. This term, you're, you're, we're at the two-year mark or we're at the four-year mark, yes. I'm actually going to yes. jump to the other yes. side to ensure yes. you're out. Yes. yes. So, and if, so if you're not willing to go between the parties, then you, you give your vote no power. I, I said this on last night's Mental Dialogue Connections, and a sister said to me, she was like, well, no, you just get that person out because – Again, I get it. She's tied to the Democratic Party. And I says no party removes their incumbent on person. They have already won with with them once, so they're going to run their incumbent. If that, you know, know, once they've been in office and if they're the incumbent and you know they did not keep their promise, then your vote can become powerful if you're willing to jockey and move your vote. But if you go 90% one direction, you now have a powerless. This, from what I just exactly. said, has nothing to do with being for or against one party or the other. But at 13%, right. similar to what Brother Pianchi said, on a national vote, the influence is a little less. But in a close vote, yeah. and like you said, William, and the reality is mm-hmm. right now, since the country is so divided, most of the votes, let's be honest, most of them will be close. So since we know yeah. that, and being having a unique, we have a unique voting position at 13. percent We are the we yes. can be collectively the second largest voting block. So if we were the right. ones that were willing to jockey between both parties, they would come to us begging to give us shit because we would have proven that we're willing to vote you out. You cannot prove that if you vote one party in a block collectively continuously go ahead king exactly it's an ecosystem and you said it that was beautiful bro and i was amen the whole time that's exactly what it is you got to understand where your power lies and it's not just in a vote that is not using the entire ecosystem it's an ecosystem there's a as a there's an action and reaction and your vote is only powerful if you're willing to negotiate it that's it it does not make sense to even go to the polls if you are not willing to negotiate the vote. And negotiation is exactly what you said. It is not being locked in to a political ideology. It is being locked in to what is your agenda. How does that work for you as a, as a group, as a fundamental group in this country? And you negotiate that against the contract. And the contract is an agreement that you have to have before the actual election so that you can then use your vote as the leverage 
right, against the what the what the contract is. You have to use the entire ecosystem to understand the value that you have in voting. Otherwise, if you're just tied to ideology, you're wasting your time and you're wasting your vote. That's that's that is exactly exactly what it is, man. Exactly. I, and you know, I gotta say this real quick. I, I was so what got me really fired up about this is I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the lady. Her name is KK. Uh, not Kim Kardashian. The other the black girl in Philadelphia, right? She was on the View the other day, and they treated she was and she was Republican. Oh yeah, right? I, I do, yeah Kim. Um, um, yeah, I know you talking about. Yeah, I, I, I was about to say the oh last God, thing right, but I, I don't I don't want to mess it up. The way they treated her. The way they treated her when she was the way they treated her, she's not the Candace Owens type. I'm not I'm not I'm not on board with Candace Owens, right? I, I I love Candace Owens. I think she's smart and intelligent, but I'm not on board with what her rhetoric is, right? And how she moves. But this lady, mm-hmm. I don't mind people being Republicans. I really don't. I'm not one, right? I I've been Democrat I'm 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 I go both ways. I'm 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 just to be put it on the table, I go both ways. I'm and when I'm t- I'm talking about politically, right? And, and yeah, of course. I'm I with will you, brother. I will negotiate the vote based on what I think is right for us and myself and my family. I negotiate the vote because I understand the power that I have, right? I can't get caught up in the ideology, and I hope that's what people understand. But when she was treated, the way she was treated on The View, Whoopi Goldberg wasn't on there. It was Ann Barr. Ann Barr was the – and they mm-hmm. were so emotional with her. And she was only spitting the facts, not in a Candace Owens type of way, right? It's a different mm-hmm. type of way. But at the end of the day, they treated her with so much emotion. And the thing you got to understand about them, right, Democrats, and before you get caught up in a political ideology, is there's a lot of Democrats who are with us, but there are a lot of Democrats who only want us to stay in our place, and they're fine with giving us the little things that we need as long as we don't move into their neighborhoods, as long as we don't go to their schools, as long as we don't interrupt their check, their money, their lifestyle, the way that they live. They're okay with the way the system is, and we're not. And you have to understand that type of, of left exists. And so the way you get rid of that and the way you, you deal with that is you have to exercise your vote, but you have to understand that it's an it's a ecosystem. And you have to exercise the, and understand the entire ecosystem for your vote to even have that power and that leverage. Otherwise, it's, you're voting in vain. And you have to be willing politics to go with sometimes, and, yep. Politics sometimes is, a, yep, is likened to war. Some people don't like that analogy. That analogy, but the right. reality is, if I got, you know, sorry, brother, I got a couple of minutes, but if I'm, if I'm trying to get something from William, I might have to let William know I'm gonna go hang out with Pianci for a couple of years, just to get ultimately what I want from William, who I'm, who I know got more interest in us being, to, you know, doing this business together. He has more interest. So if I go hang out with brother Pianci and make a couple of moves in a couple of years, yeah. William gonna get yeah. right. But I might have to, you yeah, know, exactly. I might even know Brother Pucky ain't gonna, it ain't gonna be as good as it was with William. But it's worth it to get ultimately what I need. So being willing to jockey the vote may mean suffering two or four years, if you want to call it suffering. I think you know we over yes. politicize that type of stuff because the reality is, especially the president, sometimes it's hard to even recognize what poly directly affects you. Sometimes some people are in that situation, and so if that's your life. Be willing to jockey to vote. we already got 30 seconds left. Uh, thank you, Brother Pianchi, for letting me get through the second hour. I appreciate you. Uh, with 30 seconds, I ain't going to be able to get either one of you a closing thought. But thank you all for getting through this open call. I like opening it up and just kind of taking it wherever it goes. But the last thing I want to put out there is let's go support 
Mason Super Hot Dogs at 3275 Flat Shows Road, Stonecrest, Georgia, 30038. Um, open from 10 to 7. I'm going out there from 1 to 3. So if you want to come out and hang out with Mental Dialogue Community Club, please do that. Appreciate my sponsors, all the callers, and Mason, we will go out and support you. See you all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think.